0: Hey guys, welcome to Not Just a Hashtag Podcast, presented by Trees of Hope. I'm your host, Nicole Escobar. On this podcast, we will be discussing the epidemic of sexual abuse, its realities, and the unfiltered ways in which it has affected all of our lives. We share our personal stories and how our lives have been restored. While this podcast is for everyone, we do want to let you know that we use several trigger words, and this is geared more towards adult audiences. This podcast is for anyone who wants to educate themselves on the statistics behind sexual abuse, signs to look out for, and how to prevent it from happening. So let's get to it. All right, guys, we are back. We are on episode 50, and this week we are talking about God and mental health. So our mental health affects our relationships, our work, and our physical health. And I often think about mental health from a biblical perspective. And I wonder, how can I honor God with my mental health? So Many women who come through our program, and even myself before I had awoken to the truth about what mental health is, is that I believed what culture said about mental health, and that is that mental health is separate from my faith, implying that my mental health is something that I need to take to a mental health professional, not to God. However, in my journey at Trees of Hope and seeing women's lives completely transformed, including myself, I am passionate about seeing those two merge together because I think there is a place or a seat at the table for them to sit together. So, Kristen, how about you? Why are you passionate about seeing mental health and God merge together?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I think the Lord cares about every part of our lives. He made us, he formed us who knows us better than him. Right. Uh, so, I mean, the training that I received was, um, in, in for my master's program to become a therapist was integration. It's integrating psychology and theology. So we were taught exactly to, to do exactly that, you know, to acknowledge um, God at the, at the head of, as the head of all things, You know, and then everything else kind of falling underneath that. So as we bring this different psychological tools and understanding to things, it's all with the view that God is the ultimate authority, because it doesn't matter how much someone says they know, the Lord still knows us more. Yeah, that's just the truth. And and gosh, so yeah, I'm just really glad to be talking about this today. I just want to take a moment too to remind everyone that um, everything we talk about today is really for educational informational purposes only. It's not considered actual official advice because it's very likely we don't know you and your story personally. So this does not take the place of advice from your doctor or your therapist because we want you to get the help you need if if you need that. if you need professional help too. So. so true. Yes. So Kristen, tell us what is mental health? Sure. So I'm going to give you a, a real like uh f- the formal. Uh, definition. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. So all aspects of our life, it affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So something that I think that is really important to understand too is that mental health throughout our lives is not stagnant. It's very dynamic, meaning there are times when we can have really strong or healthy mental health, right? And there's other times where we really may be struggling dependent upon what we're going through in life so it it changes yeah so I think that's something really good to remember that's not something that we have we arrive at perfect mental health and we stay there always um, because just like everything else in life there's ebbs and flows right and mm-hmm. we can all acknowledge that in our experience
0: oh yeah I I mean I think about what is mental health and I, I've never actually contemplated like it in that term, like in that terminology. Um, But what I, I, you know, I've been seeing a counselor for a long time. And what I, what had brought me there was depression. What had brought me there was making some poor choices and hitting rock bottom really. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. until somebody was able to walk me through and help me process what I had or how I had come to where I am at that point, was I able to realize, okay, wow, this is helping me emotionally like my emotions were all over the place but it was also helping me spiritually and it was helping me and then physically as well like it all didn't happen just at one time and so it's you know the pain of the world caused me to address what was going on in my heart and I'm so grateful for for counselors like yourself I'm so grateful for the people who combined the two, like you said, you the integral training of having making sure that it's God and um, psychology. It's not just one or the other. And so I'm excited to hear what actual factors contribute to our mental health. Yeah, no, that's a really good point too. And I want to something I want to say to real too before
1: I, uh, real quickly as well before I jump into this is just like in this whole conversation and for you guys listening too, this is like all these things are really. To some, They're heavy topics. These are heavy, complicated topics with lots of nuances. So we're not going to be able to speak to everyone's personal experience on here. So I want you to know that too. If you feel like, well, my, you know, my experience wasn't talked about on, you know, on here wasn't acknowledged. I want you to know I'm, uh, we're aware that those stories are out there that we don't know. And that con- we don't know your specific context. We're going to cover some of them, but there's just a lot of nuances with this. So there's not, I don't want this to seem overly simplistic because this is heavy stuff. You know, what people go through in this life can be really, really heavy. So all that being said, we're gonna talk about some factors that contribute to, mental, contribute to mental health, but this doesn't cover all of them even. So family history, um, genetics, trauma, of course the trauma of sexual abuse, right? So much of what we're talking about in here, the whole purpose is you know, the, the experience of sexual abuse and healing from that. Um, cultural history and dynamics, community issues that are going on now and that have gone on in the past, socioeconomic status, Um, medical health issues relationships job or career stability and connectedness so it's important so important I think to take those factors into consideration that so many things contribute to why you may be struggling and that's why maybe struggling or maybe actually doing well let me just put that in there too right with your mental health that both can be happening um I think it's important in all of this and something that I'll probably repeatedly talk about like, you know, today is just the importance of understanding your story too. And what I mean by that is where you've come from, what you've been through, what you're going through now, like understanding and wrestling through our stories. We can know our story factually, the facts of our story, right? Just like we've talked about with sexual abuse, we can know that we've been through sexual abuse, but understanding it, and working through um, the detail of it and the effects that it's had on our lives is a whole different story. It's much, it's a much different thing to understand the facts versus actually understanding the effects of everything um, in our story. So I think the continuing to wrestle through and understand it is so important. And I, I think even more important than that is looking for the gospel message in our story. And in other words, where has God Shown up for us in our story? Where has God met us? Where has God spoken to us in our story? Where has He brought healing? Where has He challenged us in some of our thinking about our story, right? The gospel message is, of course, we cannot do it. We are sinful people. We are in need of a savior. That savior we believe to be Jesus Christ. And so in His saving of us, He stands before us. So when God looks at us, He sees the righteousness of Christ. Everything has been forgiven, past, present, and future. We are seen as white as snow. That's everything we have done, everything we will do, and everything done to us. Now, that doesn't mean that um, there's not some working things through that need to happen because we're living in this temporal, you know, in in this world right now, right? There's a lot of working things through, but our ultimate reality is Christians, the good news of the, that's the gospel, the good news is that it has all been done and paid for by Christ. So, I mean, on that note, Nicole, I'd love for you to share how you see like the gospel story played out in your life,
0: Well, I just want to add to that little thing that you just said right there, because I remember listening to a sermon and it was so revealing, um, eye opening to me about who Jesus really is for us. And it was, you know how people always say, you know, you're going to one day sit in heaven and God's going to play back your story for you. Right. That's not true. If you're a Christian, when you sit in heaven, God is going to play back the story of Jesus, him dying on the cross, his blood wiping your blood clean, his blood covering all your sins. The gospel message means your sins are no more, which means that everything you don't you've done, everything you will do and you're currently doing right now and will do will be wiped clean. You won't see it anymore. You will just see the story of Jesus Christ. And that is so reassuring to me because and that should be what compels us to be obedient, to to love God, to love others. Right. The, the other part of the gospel. But and when we talk, I just want to clarify when we talk about obedience, too, you're talking about
1: obedience as it relates to scripture, like obedience yes. to what God tells us to do. Yeah, yeah, because really yeah,
0: cool. a lot of times people hear, well, God is just a God up there telling us to do all these things that we have to do, and He's just a rule maker. And right. I, you know, many you we have to remember that, um, rules cause boundaries, and boundaries are very healthy for us, they're a good thing. Um, But another part of the gospel that has brought, you know, hope to me or has really helped me see how God is loving and caring is um, a story that happened in First Kings. And it was with the prophet Elijah who just two sentences prior saw God do a miraculous, one of the most miraculous things he's ever seen God do. And that was to basically burn fire. And um, there was a wood plank that this guy, that Elijah put out and he basically put water all over it. He said, you know, God is big. And they were all laughing at him saying, there's no such thing as God. God is so weak. He's so pathetic, blah, blah, blah. And he kept challenging them going back and forth. Well, God ended up, you know, coming in with fire and and basically showing just how mighty and miraculous he is. But then he gets a letter from um, one of the leaders and the leader basically said, I'm gonna hunt you down and kill you. So Elijah flees for his life and, and he finds himself under a tree. And he basically says to God, kill me. I want you to kill me. And I was thinking to myself, Mm -hmm. wow, how could you just go from this major rooftop, you know, mountaintop moment of like, whoa, and then boom, next minute, next day, basically you want to die. So, but what I heard, what not only was so crazy about that story was that God cared so much for Elijah, that the first thing he did Was he didn't go, come on, Elijah, get up, you little wimp. You know, look what I just did for you. He brought him food and he's asked him to rest. And so he met his physical needs before he even talked to Elijah about or reminded him of his calling that he had on his life or or addressed his emotional needs. Right. And so that tells me two things. One is that God cares about our whole being. He doesn't just care about, you know, get your emotional life in order. He wants you to get he wants you to he wants to be there for you physically and emotionally. And then it's okay to bring your questions, your hurts and your struggles to God. It's okay to be honest with God. And the more honest you are, look how honest he was. He basically said, I wanna die. I want to die. I don't believe you, I I want to die. We can say that to God. I don't know why we're so afraid to talk like that and be so open and honest to God. And I think it's because we think he's this all powerful, which he is, he's a supreme being, which he is, but we think that because he is those things that he's going to, you know, curse us if we're if we show our human side and we're human. He knows that. And the more human we are, mm-hmm. and the more r- r- honest and, and just like even with my husband, the more honest and open I am with him, the deeper our relationship is. Our friendship, Kristen, mm-hmm. the deeper and more honest we are and vulnerable we are with each other, the more I trust you, the more you trust me. Right. Um, yeah. So God is the same. And um, I also want to encourage you guys with Philippians 4, 4 through 9. I was just listening to this verse and uh, a sermon on it. And it really reminded me of almost like marching orders for a Christian on how to deal with depression, anxiety, or worry. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. And when something is that big and it's said twice, like we need to listen. Right. That means something big. Let let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So the reality is, is that it's a choice to rejoice, right? Every day I have to make the choice to do what it says, to rejoice in the Lord always. And I remember there was a time period in my life where I was so depressed over, you know, what I felt like God was withholding from me, for what I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, God was not answering my prayer. He was just not listening to what I wanted. And I woke up every day and and I had major loss too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had lost something that I had, I had, and I thought, this is, I can't believe I lost this, right? It it just is gone. And it felt so um so like obvious, like this was so dumb. Like, why did, why did this happen? It seemed so like out of this world that, that little, that, that thing that was so big to me, that loss um, had to be taken away from me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I had to wake up every day and say, life sucks, but God is good. And I cannot tell you, but for some reason, I was able, and I, I worshiped every day. I, I put on music. I cried through it. I was angry through it. I went to my word and I was like, Oh gosh, what are you going to say to me today? Right. And I, every day though, my heart the the started to get tender and started to get soft again and started to heal. And it was the antidote to my problem, to my pain, to my suffering and, and the grief that I was going through. So I just say that because despite my circumstances, despite what was going on, despite how wrong I felt uh, from, from the world, from this loss, from, from God in many ways, I needed to fix my eyes on the who rather than the what in my life and rejoice over who God is, and not my circumstance. Circumstances flee, circumstances change, situations change, people change. And so if I rest my heart on those things, they're always going to disappoint me. My family's going to fail me. My husband's going to fail me. But if I keep my eyes fixed on God and Jesus and who he is, which is good. He's sovereign over all. He's in control of everything. He nothing is out of his control. When I do that, I, I have the peace that Philippians four, four through nine was talking about. And I think everyone wants peace right now, right? Everyone wants that. It's right. so <laughs> the greatest gift you can ever give. Whenever I pray for people, I say, I'm praying God's peace over your heart right now. Cause yeah. that is, yeah. you, if uh, you can save every dollar and t- take it back. But if I can get peace, I'll take that any day.
1: So true, right? Nicole, that was such a beautiful example of just like, um, I think that's like the possib- the possibility right there of that authentic relationship with the Lord is exactly what you were describing right there, right? Like still getting up and doing what he's asked us to do because there is the, the greatest wisdom that you are going to find is in the Bible. The greatest wisdom, Some of the hardest stuff to do, right? Get up and praise when you don't, you know, you know, honor, like worship the Lord when you don't feel like it, but it is the greatest wisdom you will ever find. There is no psychological tool or anything else that's going to supersede that. Nothing. No, Because that's ultimately what our hearts need to be, are connected to and pointed to. He is the answer for everything. Now, I want to be clear. There are times when you need to make sure that you go see, and or someone else maybe even needs to go see a professional. There are times when there is something going on with you that um, nothing is helping. You know what I mean? That, and the Lord works through that too. The Lord works through that too. Sometimes it's gonna be medicine. Sometimes it's, I mean, frankly, sometimes it's gonna be hospitalization. There are those times when that is- what it's necessary to keep someone safe. Um, you know, it may not always be that sometimes it's going to be just like you acknowledge, right? Nicole, like ongoing therapy, right? It's just like working through having that person to kind of process with you. But I just love what you shared because that's the authentic relationship with the Lord. It's not trying to be someone we're not. It's trying not trying to be perfect. He already knows what we're struggling with. He already knows our areas of pain and woundedness. I think, The question always is, will you come back and trust me? Because he invites us again and again and again to come back and pour our hearts out to him and come back and do it again and come back and do it again. And the Psalms in the Bible, the book of Psalms are such a beautiful example of that, of pouring out your heart to the Lord. And that's like, I think in the first Psalm talks about pouring your heart out to the Lord. But then honestly, what you're feeling, what you're going through, all those things, it's real and raw in there, just like what you talked about. So, Nicole, thank you so much for sharing that.
0: Yeah, and I just want to add. Thank you. is, um, there's in the Bible, it also talks about God loves a broken and contrite spirit. And that has always um, touched me because every time where I'm in a situation and I'm on my hands and knees so sad and upset and hurt, I go, God God loves this. And it's not like because he's like happy that I'm sad and depressed. It's because I'm not depending on self. I'm depending on him. And I'm fixing my eyes on how can he heal me as opposed to myself. We're so self-reliant, in especially in America. It's like our go-to is: I got this boss, babe. Um, I'm, you know, mental health boss, babe, like whatever. No, that is that is that is the enemy speaking to you, literally from the pit of hell the more you die to self and rely on God, the better you will be. And that comes through just a broken and contrite spirit. When I looked it up is just a very vulnerable and honest person who is saying like, I desperately need you, God. I, I can't do this without you. Right. And so I don't know of a better place to be in life than there. And so if you've got these factors that, Contribute to mental health. Just keep bringing them to God and saying, "God, I need you in my family history. My genetics suck. I need you, God, desperately. Trauma. I've been through so much traumatic stuff. You know, the world. So my 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 um, socioeconomic class, like where I'm at in life, it stinks, God." I desperately need you in that. Right. And so, and my medical health, I mean, geez, we could go on about that. Right. I'm sure we all have stuff that we wish were physically healed in our bodies and saying, God, I'm begging you. I need you in this. I need you. I And one of the prayers that I've been praying lately is um, I envision myself walking to the cross and saying, God, I'm putting this at the cross I don't want to carry this. It's too heavy for me. And so I need to let go and I'm going to come back to this cross and I'm going to try to pick this up, but I'm begging you take this from me. And it's, it's a really hard prayer to pray, but it's so necessary. Whatever you're going through, just pray that and, and you will see God work in your life. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so true. It's so hard and can be so scary, right? Depending upon what that thing is that we're trying to leave there, but there really is no better place, you know, for that too. Nicole, thank you for sharing that part of it too. And that encouragement, um, I think, you know, I want to say right now, <laughs> excuse me, I, I, if anyone is listening, And they are right now thinking to themselves, yeah, but you don't know what I'm thinking right now. Like if you are worried about hurting yourself, if you're worried about um, that, you're not sure, you know, you're not going to try to do something to yourself to harm yourself today, tonight, we want you to know that all of this encouragement applies to you, but you also need to reach out. You need to reach out to a life person for help. When we're talking about suicidal thoughts that are repeating themselves, that are ongoing, or, or you're afraid to be alone by yourself, please reach out for help. We have the crisis text line. We want to encourage you guys um, to, that you can always reach out to 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And basically all you do is text to 741741. You can text STRENGTH. Home, any words like that, and you will be immediately connected with a crisis counselor. Um, we so we just want you to know you are not alone because sometimes we need another person on the other end of the line to talk to. When we're in those moments, that is not good if that's what's if that is repeatedly what's going on in your mind, like our thoughts of potentially hurting yourself or even hurting someone else. You need help at that moment. Um, another number I want to give you is the National Suicide Prevention Line, and that's one 800 273 82 Five, five, And again, they are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you're going to be talking with a live person versus the crisis text line where you're going to be texting with a person. So either which way, if you're worried about a friend or a family member that's talking about harming themselves, these are also numbers that you can reach out to and they can help get you to the right, the right people. If it's not them, if other authorities need to get involved or something, we want you to be safe above all else. Safety is really, really important. So I want to also just kind of to, you know, go off of this and talk about some things to look out for with unhealthy coping. You know, when like these are warning signs that things are not going well in your life um, or that you're not coping well right now, this could be illegal or unsafe drug or excessive alcohol use, sleeping too little or too much social withdrawal, you know, you're like withdrawing from all your friends or family, the people that you care about and that care about you, um, engaging in any sort of self-harm, aggression or abuse of people or animals, um, impulsive or compulsive behaviors, obsessive, hypervigilant behaviors, like where you're noticing this is increasing and you can't calm yourself down, excessive TV or social media use, like any of those things are kind of Um, indicators, real practical indicators that things are not going well and you probably need to talk with someone. So I just want to throw those things out there too. I think some other things that, that would be good to talk to you is just some good reminders of about mental health. I want you guys to know, just like Nicole was talking about, thank you again, Nicole, just for your willingness to be so transparent because we all struggle with mental health issues at times. There is no person that has arrived at perfect mental health. So You can talk with Nicole or I today and we may have some really encouraging things to say to you, yet we may be struggling ourselves, right? We may be making sure that we have that counseling appointment, you know, later today too. So just know that no one has it all together. Just like that beautiful um, thing that Nicole was talking about of having the broken and contrite, like that heart, that soft, tender heart to say, I can't do this. I don't have it all together. Um, Struggling with mental health doesn't always mean you have a mental health disorder. Because you may be struggling doesn't necessarily mean you have a diagnosis, although sometimes it does. And sometimes when there is a diagnosis and you understand that diagnosis, like you work with a professional to understand that, a lot of times there's a lot of freedom in that because you now understand why you're going through what you're going through. You can't address the issue if you don't acknowledge the issue, right? Right you're not willing to be vulnerable or to be real or to ask for help it's really hard to to have a change happen in your life as odd as are you um as odd or unique as it may seem what you're going through there is always someone that has gone through it too i really want to help you understand that too um There's always someone else. And I think many times when we're just holding inside what it is that we may have gone through or are experiencing currently, a lot lot of times we think it's just us. I'm just the weirdo, you know, that has this or that going on. But I think it's once we're willing to speak that thing out loud and tell the truth about what's going on for us, that we suddenly are able to see, oh my goodness, I'm not the only one. It's not just me. Yeah. So just I hope those things are encouraging, you know, for you as well.
0: Yeah, I I also just want to add that I've also found think, that know, just- I've made strong connections with people when I've spoken up like and said, right. "Hey, I'm kind of going through this thing right now and um people that I never in a million years would have thought like their life isn't all together or they're struggling or whatever and they and then i share what i'm going through and we have the almost the same feelings like we we're going through it yeah. together and it deepens the relationship it deepens and and it makes them more real to me right like they're not just this perfect person they've got problems too and so i i'm always an advocate for speaking up as you know i kind of like share a lot on here about my life um but also being asking like somebody hey are you okay and if they're like yeah i'm fine and maybe just sharing like oh well i'm not <laughs> and and then just yeah. sharing what's going on. I actually have a girlfriend that does that. And she's like, Well, I'm not okay. And then as she's talking, I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of going through that too. But I didn't think to bring that up because I didn't think I didn't even think about that right now. Right. And so, and then I'll say, Oh, wow, I'm going through the same thing. And then she's like, and it and it feels good to to bounce ideas off each other and to support each other and to be that word of like I always love being the um The words that bring life and hope to somebody, it brings me so much joy to be able to, when I see a friend hurting, to like look at them and put my hand on their hand and say something encouraging to them. It's just my love language. Um, And I love getting that back, right? I love receiving that back. And so we have to be that for each other. Um, But we can't do that if we're always like trying to live in this world of like, I got it all together. Because we don't. That's so fake. (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I don't know anyone who has it all together just I I don't have it all together I don't I don't know life is really hard you know life is really hard and I think it's an important thing to acknowledge too this is all this is tough stuff and I think um I remember Nicole and I talking about at some point you even telling me right like you know you have so much at some point in time you have so much wisdom to bring or share whenever you talk something like that and I remember telling you I'm like yeah these are like hard one like wisdom the pieces of wisdom that I have like this is this is because I have wrestled and struggled yeah you know specifically with the Lord you know to learn whatever that lesson is and so I'm, I'm speaking you know as a as a human fellow human and as a therapist like Oh my gosh, you know, any wisdom that I have to share is because it's it's again it's been a hard one. It's a, been a fight.
0: <laughs> I well, I actually remember what you really said and that was even better, which was that it was ref- it, you earned it through being refined by the fire. That it mm-hmm. wasn't just it wasn't just cuz you've gone through different things, it was it was actual fire, you know, fire things like the Bible talks about being um gold or being refined by fire and the only way for that pure um, mineral of whatever it is if it's silver it's gold or steel whatever is through refining in the fire when the fire gets turned up really hot and it and it melts things down and it purifies it that's good
1: (laughs) right and what wisdom is that you know like from god that that I think that our journeys are purposeful, our lives are purposeful and going through really hard things can be purposeful too.
0: Yeah, and and if they're used and not just dwelt on, like, oh, yeah. this stinks, life sucks, why me, right? Instead yeah. be the architect of your future and take what has hurt you and caused you so much pain to be the catalyst of, you know, some crazy change in your life, some amazing, you know, change in someone else's life. Like I always think back to, I remember about 10, so I can't remember now, but like when I was 30 years old, so that's nine years ago, when I walked through healing, I could never even utter the words I had been sexually abused. It just was so Mm -hmm. crippling to me. And now I speak about it on this podcast. I do prevention workshops. I talk with people and I'm set free. And my, the comfort I have found, I'm able to provide for other people. And the Bible talks about that too. I, I was comforted so I can comfort others. And, and that's, and it has purpose. Now my pain has purpose. And I love that. I, I can never, I, right. people can say to me, do you wish you never were sexually abused? And it's like in one way. Yeah. But in another way, it's because I'm here because of it. That's and so so I, I think that's really honest that. too, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really honest. I think to both say like, heck no, in a way, right? Because that's pain and hurt and trauma for sure. And then also, but yet here I am, here you know, am. and you, yeah, may be, you may be listening right now and think like, is there any hope for me? But, um, I just, I, we really, I know that I can speak for Nicole too, saying just, we really hope this, this has been encouraging to you yeah. and hopefully maybe thinking about things in a different way to God cares about you, your mental health, how you're doing. I know he's, he wants to meet you where you're at right now.
0: Yep. And no matter yeah. what culture wants you to believe, The two can sit together at the table, mental health and God. And like what Kristen said, God is your creator. Our culture wants us to believe that we were just atoms and that we're not created by an intelligent being, but we were. We are created by the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the God over all. So who better to go to and say, dad, father, God, I need you now. I desperately need you. And he will love that and he wants that. And and I have found so many times in my life where I've prayed those vulnerable prayers and God has met me where I'm at. And when he hasn't answered right away, it was for a purpose and to keep seeking and being willing to ask yourself, am I willing to keep glorifying God? Am I willing to keep rejoicing over who God is? And if you are, I promise you will have peace that surpasses all understanding. All right. Well, that wraps us up. So we will see you next time on episode 51. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this community. We could not do this without you. And we love you so very much. So keep on listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. Maybe even consider rating the podcast or share it with one of your friends. It really makes all the difference. For more content from Trees of Hope and to connect with us, go to treesofhope.org. We love you. Bye.